so explain Limelight Entertainment, what you do, uh, who you are. Go ahead. Gotcha. So we are an event-based group um, with a focus on weddings, okay. wedding events. Um, we have a DJ division, a photography division, a, a videography division recently opened up, and, um, and photo booths as well. So we service about, right now, uh, around 200 weddings a year. Okay. Uh, and we have about 25 employees. And, um, and yeah. Uh, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> that's awesome, great. How long have you been doing it for? So we started in 2012. I technically started the company in 2011, but we yeah. really started doing weddings in 2012. Okay. So that would be 11 years now. Okay, so you've been running and operating a DJ photography and now new to video business for about 12 years. Correct. You do about 200, 250 weddings a year and probably one of the more um, competitive markets and you're doing well enough that we're sitting in like a 2,000 square foot <laughs> office, right? In one of the most, you know, expensive places to rent in America. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> successful to me. Perfect. Cool. So tell us how you got into music, what led you down that path, whether it was a parent, maybe uh, someone that you knew growing up. Yeah, definitely. So I got into music. Uh, I mean, I always loved music when I was a kid, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, I mean, I remember driving my car with my dad. Like, my dad would be, like, blasting, like, Metallica and stuff like that nice. <laughs> while we're driving on weekends and everything. But, um, you know, I, 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 I really fell in love with music when I picked up a guitar. So when I was, like, 14 years old, Mm -hmm. I uh, I randomly came across a, a guitar case that was in my bedroom closet I didn't even know existed and uh, you know I opened it up and there was this like 1968 Gibson SG sitting there and I'm like what is this thing I'm like this is cool was that your dad's guitar it was my dad's guitar and I had no idea that my dad even played guitar yeah. or you know because he played when he was a kid mm -hmm. you know um, and then kind of just locked it up and uh, you know, so I pulled it out, I, I started strumming away at it, and then, you know, one thing led to another. I, um, I ended up, you know, learning how to play, got into bands and, and everything mm -hmm. like that. So I was playing live music for a while. Mm -hmm. um, once that kind of like toned down, started toning down, you know, after, after a while, yeah. um, I started thinking about like, what else can I do? So the idea of DJing popped in my head, and I was like, all right, so let me, uh, let me explore this, possibly. What really made me decide, hey, I want to try DJing for a living, was so my wife and I, we were living in Belmar at the time, and we were walking on the boardwalk one night, and there used to be this place called Matisse there. It's not there anymore. Sandy took it out. And we're walking past, and there's this party going on, and like I pop my head in, and I'm like, I'm like, Look at this. I'm like, this, look, this guy DJing over here. I'm like, this is easy. I could do this, yeah. you know? So she's like, well, why don't you? And I'm like, all right, I'm up for the challenge. Let me check it out. So I had some connections in the area with some like bar and club owners. Yeah. And I, uh, I called, you know, I made a couple of calls and I was like, hey, just so you know, um, I have a DJ company. I'm doing this thing now. I'm doing this thing now. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, you know, in a DJ on a specific night, let me know. Yeah. I got an email back like a day later. What are you doing this Friday? 
Now, this was like a Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing this Friday? I was like, nothing. I'm available. Renting gear. <laughs> so, so he's like, all right, you're on Friday night. All right, cool. Now, I had never DJed in my life. Okay. Never touched a mixer. Nothing. Yep. And uh, so I was like, okay, I have a gig Friday. I need to figure out, number one, how to, how to DJ. Yeah. <laughs> number two, what, where am I getting gear from? Yeah. So I actually ended up uh, calling, you know, our buddy over at Sweetwater. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I was like, hey, Kurt, listen. I was like, I've got this thing going on. I need, I need some, just tell me what I need yeah, yeah. to make this gig happen. And he was great, and he sent me, uh, you know, I purchased some gear. He sent me whatever I needed. I got it by, like, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I literally sat in my apartment Wednesday and Thursday and just watched YouTube videos on how to DJ. And, like, to me, the beat matching came naturally because, yeah. you know, of my music background. Yeah. But it was just I needed the, the technical part of it. On how to actually on how to actually yeah. like work work the mixer and everything, yeah. you know, so yeah, that's so happened? that's how it happened. And the funny thing was, I didn't listen to like, I didn't listen to like top forty or anything at that mm -hmm. point. So like, I couldn't tell you what was on the radio. Yeah. Like I, I'm like a rock guy at heart, mm -hmm. you know. So I had no idea like what to even play like at this yeah. at this bar. So so my wife she. <laughs> She put together a playlist for me. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is what people are going to want to listen to. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I made this playlist, mm -hmm. and then I just kind of like bounced around it. I didn't even know three quarters of the songs. Was Jackie, um, and Jackie is Chris's wife, was Jackie taking photos yet? She was taking photos for like, you know, she was taking photos of the Take band photos. back in the day, oh, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, she wasn't like into like event photography. Okay, yet. okay. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So yeah, so I, I ended up playing that gig and everything went really, really well and they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily it worked out. And next thing you know, I I ended up getting like bar residencies like six nights a week. Nice. Yeah, and that's kind of like how I launched the company. Now there's, there's two important things that you left out in your story. Um, the first one is, so I met Chris at uh, a music retail store, mom and yeah. pop store. So Chris did work music retail for about two years, right? yeah. something like that, yeah. um, until he got fired because he stopped showing up because he wanted to play in his band. <laughs> yes. so, so you have music retail, yeah. you have that background, you have live performance background, yes. and now you run a DJ company. That's correct. Do you feel that background in music retail sales ever comes into play when you're talking to a couple and just listening to what they're saying? Um, or did that kind of just all go by the wayside and into the early 20s fog you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah I got gotcha. you um, yeah I mean obviously you know selling back at the music store you know helped yep. um, but honestly like when I first started the company mm -hmm. I took a lot of online courses okay you know on on you know on sales and, and marketing and things like that, that really, really helped Was me. that like the Wedding Wire ones and the Knot ones? <laughs> it was actually a company called Bookmore Brides. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's I, right, I remember that. Yeah, okay. yeah, and um, 
they just had a lot of really helpful informational, you know, courses, you yeah. know, because I mean, I went to college, but I went to college for two years and it had nothing to do with <laughs> what you're doing, for <laughs> what I'm living. doing now, you know, yeah. and <laughs> I think that happens quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I really had no experience, um, minus free, you know, minus the music store, yeah, yeah. but yeah, the online courses really just kind of like helped me understand, mm -hmm. you know, what I should be doing and the direction I should be going in, you know. Okay. Um, so that helped out a lot. And then honestly, a lot of it is just natural conversation. Yeah. You know, like if yeah. you could sit down with a person and have a natural conversation yeah. with them, you know, and and just, you know, understand what they're looking for and be able to provide that. Yeah. I feel like it's just listening. That's it. 90% of the time, and that's a made up number, but I do feel like if you just listen to people, that's like it. in all aspects of life, like your kid's gonna tell you what they want. Yeah. You know, when, when, when they're crying or this and that, they're telling you, you just need to drop the ego and listen. That's it. You know, I know you worked another job when you started. When did you decide it was time to get out of that job? It was time to get out of that job when I just, found myself in like a standstill with the business. Like I felt so with limelight. With limelight. Gotcha. Yeah. So I I was building limelight. We were doing more and more mm -hmm. and more. And I always, you know, originally when I started the company, you know, I, I wanted to focus on weddings because yeah. number one, I thought that weddings were fun. And, you know, number two, I felt like I could make a career out of it. Yeah. You know? So you know, after we ended up doing, you know, a certain amount of weddings per year, um, I just found myself not being able to manage everything the way that I wanted to manage things. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I had to work this other job 40 hours a week, you know? So it was a time consideration. It was time. You okay. know, I felt like I needed more time in order to be able to do what I wanted to do with Limelight. Okay. You know, so at that point, yeah. You know, I was making enough money with Limelight mm -hmm. to just kind of just get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, and yep, I yep. was like, you know what? I got to I got to go all in mm -hmm. or I got to just forget about it. So, I just decided to go all in. Did you have a a quantifiable dollar goal to get out of where you were working? Just enough to pay my bills. Were you there when you quit? I was there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was I was pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. you know, it was like enough to pay the bills. It was just yeah. like it. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> yeah. I know it's um but you gotta take that leap of faith. Yeah, right? exactly. You, you know? know. I just read something um that was, you know, when when you're just about like the the stakes are so large that failure is just catastrophic. Yeah. Like that's where success lives. Yeah, and you know like, what I mean, right on that edge of just just disaster. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it was kind of like a scary thing too, because you know I had um, you know my son. Yep. He was probably like a year old, you yep. know, and we were we were thinking about like a second child, and it's like, man, if I I need to succeed, there's there's no <laughs> like there's no yeah. going back on this. So if I step out of this day job that I'm doing, yeah, like. There's no turning back. I, I need to make it work. There's also another side of it because we're in Howell, New Jersey. This is where you grew up, yeah. right? So there's a social aspect of that too where it's like 
the ego's involved. And if you if it doesn't work out and you end up back at that place, people are going to ask you, why are you back? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, you're 100% right. And that is, that is, you know, can destroy you even more than the monetary side. You don't want to go back to that place and have to answer that question. why. Yeah. You know, and um, so I know one issue that I had inside the wedding industry was scaling and trying to find people that would show up, like, so simple, right? Just show up on time. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a technical aspect of it. And with cameras and video, what I do, the hardest part always was audio. It would like, even with my wife shooting was audio was like the, the bringer of anxiety to those people. Um, when you're hiring for your DJ business, do you look for people to have those technical abilities before you bring them in? Or would you rather have a sling plate, no bad habits, hey, come on in and let me show it to you? Yeah, I got you. That's a good question. Um, I, I could go either way. Okay. But, you know, I have to really feel good about the person, really feel good about the person that does have experience. Because most yeah. of the times, yeah. you know, honestly, starting from a clean slate, yeah. you know, someone who just has a passion for music, you know, sometimes that's the best hire, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Because then you bring them in and you show them, you know, the limelight way, you know, yeah. like this is our brand, this is how we do it. Yeah. You know, this is how we show up. Mm -hmm. This is how we present ourselves. This is, you know, kind of the style, you know, this is our style, you know, this yeah. is what we do. Um, you know, we have a whole training program that pretty much brings everybody, you know, through every step of what we do and how mm -hmm. we do it, you know, what, whether it's DJing, whether it's lighting, you know, wh whatever it is. Um, so, you know, everyone has to go through the same training program. And, and you pay them when they train. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So there, there is an investment that you're making as a business owner on someone who may not work out. Yes. And you may spend thousands of dollars on them. Yes. And in the end, you you just you can't have them screw up at the wedding. And yeah. And and that does happen too, where you know we'll go through training and it's like this is just isn't going to work out, or the guy just stops showing up. That's the know? cost to a business that, unless you're a business owner, you just don't understand it. Yeah. And I mean, I've paid people not to show up. <laughs> like, literally, I've been like, you know what, man? Just keep the 500. I'm sure I'll be able to use it sometime. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to use you, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you know. You have that gut feeling where yeah, it's just like this. With Cheetos on your pants. Yeah. And like, yeah. do you think that a lot of the people that come on with you are looking to start their own DJ business and they're just kind of info pumping you? Um, I feel like... Yeah, so yeah, sometimes, you know, but then also other times, uh, you know, they they see the opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, it's guys that are just really looking to work, you know, and yeah. maybe they've tried it on their own and they just can't get the amount of work that they want that they want. Yeah. Um, or if they're just looking for some extra work. Um, but we, you know, we also have, you know, guys that are exclusive to us as well. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think I think it's I think it's more of like the excitement of working with the brand, okay. uh, you know, working with the company yeah. and just knowing like, hey, you know, these guys are going to keep me busy. Uh, yeah. They've got a nice system and yeah. and it works and it's smooth. I think when you bring people up here to your office, I was surprised. I've been in your prior two offices and um, I thought we were going into the storage. 
space across. Ah, yeah. I was like, are we going into storage space? And then I was like, oh man, no, this is like primo territory. Thanks. So I think I think that this physical space also has to help with that a little bit. It does. You it know? does. People walk in and and they're definitely impressed. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's 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 super cool, and uh, some of the stuff you did out there is awesome. Thank you. One other thing I want to dial back to is you said when you got started, you called Matisse and didn't have anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that's straight up cold calling. That's, that's what that is, right? That's what that um, is. Was that just a gut kind of like, this is what I need to do? Or was like, did someone tell you, man, you need to call around? You know, how did you come to the conclusion that I'm going to go and get the business instead of waiting for it to come to me? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, well, Matisse was the bar that I you saw that, that I walked past. Sorry, sorry. Yep. No, that's okay. Um, no, it's just that was just a gut instinct. Instinct, okay. you know, because it's like, well, if I want this to happen, no one's going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. I have to make something happen. I'm not just going to sit back and expect, you know to start this DJ company. Yeah, yeah. That, that that just came from being hungry. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That just came from, you know, back to retail sales. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not going to sell that guitar if I don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, if I don't show the customer the guitar, you know, and, and goes back from being in a band, you mm -hmm. know, and, and um, you know, I'm not going to get this show if I don't make a call or I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's if, just... You, if you never reach out, you can't expect for things to come to you, just, you know. Just to show up on your doorstep. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, when you've got the business fully going, mm -hmm. um, you're working the weekends, you're doing your consults during the week. I know you're cutting up your recaps. Um, you're probably helping Jackie do some things with her business too, I'm sure, like just little errands and things like that. D at any point in time, did you ever feel like, man, I'm, I'm missing out on things socially, you know, um, like, did that sacrifice ever feel like it was not worth it? Um, no, because I had the bigger picture in mind. Okay. You know, I, uh, I, I knew that I was sacrificing time, you know, that, mm -hmm. that moment yeah. um, because super busy. But I feel like any entrepreneur is yeah. going to go through that, you know, where it's like, okay, I have something that I want to create mm -hmm. and I'm okay with some social sacrifice for now. Because the bigger picture is, you know, uh, really. What is the biggest? What is the bigger picture? <laughs> well, the bigger picture is really just you know creating something awesome, you know, yep. that is going to, you know, provide, uh, you know, number one, you know, for my family, um, okay, you know, financial freedom, uh, and then also, uh, you know, opportunity for for others, you know. So when you say opportunity for others, you're talking about physically giving people jobs. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And then, and then you know, the more and more that you build, um, you know, obviously the less and the less yeah. and less I could step back a little bit. Yeah. And then I have my, I have my social freedom back. You know. Passive income, man. Exactly. The big picture is I'm home on Saturday with the kids in my pool, and I got three dudes or three girls or whatever out there working for me. Yeah. And the clients are happy. And one of the biggest struggles I uh, went up against was I spent years and years and years selling me. Yeah. And selling what I was going to do and how I was going to shoot things and, and, all, and all this. And when it came down to passing these other people that I've spent 
literally hundreds of thousands of dollars training, <laughs> you know, and they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment, um, the brides didn't have the confidence, you know? So do you run into that ever? Are you, are you now, you know, not selling yourself as much as part of the limelight experience? Or is it, how are you coping with that type of thing? It was hard at first. Yeah. It was hard at first for the couples not not to want to book me because you know I, I'm the owner of the company. <laughs> I'm the owner of the company. Yeah, I built yeah. I built the company. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, but you know, luckily we've had you know several guys on with us for years now, mm -hmm. and they've gotten you know a ton of you know a ton of experience you know working with us. So we've been able to you know provide some content of their work you know, provide portfolios and things like that, yeah. you know, and reviews. Um, but, you know, as we've expanded over the years, we've just, you know, the brand, the brand's built, it, yeah. you know, itself. And yeah. now I find people are more, putting more trust in the brand itself yeah. than the individual. individual. So, which is nice. Because, I mean, no matter who, no matter who we send out, we're going to make sure that it's, yeah. you know, quality, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. we don't just bring anybody on. We don't allow just anyone to go out there, <laughs> you know, at, uh, you know, on the job um, because, you know, you're representing my company. Yeah. So you're going to do a great job. Awesome. So now it's January 2024, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. um, booking season's in full effect. How do you quantify your goal for that year? Is it how much time you spend out of the house versus money? Is it just straight up top line? Is it bottom line? In 2024, what are you going to look at to say this year was a success? Um, I mean, honestly, I've always looked at it like as long as we're doing better than the previous year. Okay. You know? That's uh, very common. Yeah. As yeah. long as we're doing better than the previous year, I'm happy. You know? Okay. I don't need tremendous, you know, insane, you know, you just want positive forward movement with your That's company. it. That's it. Positive forward movement. That's the best way to put it, you know. Uh, I would love to build out the team a little more, maybe bring on another crew, um, and, you know, of the same quality, obviously, yeah. and, and just keep moving forward. Just honestly, just keep moving forward. That's pretty much what it is. When you look at those goals, do you take anything into account? Um, inflation? Or do you just kind of look at it and just like, man, I'm, I'm a gut business owner. Things feel good. Things feel right. The numbers seem to be going in a positive direction. Yeah. Or do you get like really analytical? I know you have a, a, a good accountant that you use for stuff like that. Do you get into the weeds like that or is it just gut? My accountant gets into the weeds like that. So it's gut for you. Me, it's gut. Perfect. <laughs> as long as it's I'm moving good. forward, I'm happy, you know, because I've always had that mentality. Okay. You know, it's like, let's just do bulldoze this yeah. forward and good is going to come out of it. So, what's next for Limelight? Keep doing what we do. That's it. You know, I, it's hard for me to say, like, what's next for Limelight because, again, I'm that kind of, like, I have that bulldoze kind of yeah, yeah. kind of mentality where it's just, like, I just want to keep doing a good job. And if mm -hmm. I keep doing a good job, then things are going to grow. You know, people are going to recognize that. So, I just need, you know, the team of people around me with that same mentality. And let's just grow and just keep doing something special. Seems like a major part of what you define as success is the ability to support other people in your business. Yeah. Was it always that way? Um, in the beginning, no, you know, yeah. because it was just me and me and my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
you know, as I had that bigger picture in mind, yeah. it was like, listen, you know, we need to create opportunity for others. Um, and that's very important to me. Good karma, man. They end up building with you. Yeah. You look at the ultra-successful entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of the self-help guys, Grant Cardone, Bedros, and all of them, and almost, you know, to a man, it's always about helping other people. So anyone looking for Limelight, where are they going to find you at? Where are they going to find us? Yep, online, on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, just uh, just head to our website. Is there a Limelight? LimelightEntertainmentNJ.com. Well, cool, brother. I appreciate the time on a Friday morning here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, man.